We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this New Year's Eve. The end of the year, Gage, December 31st, 2023, last day of the year. Welcome back. You've been off for a couple of weeks. No Jimmy Christensen this week, but uh, great to have you with me, Gage. And um, let's just start off real simple. You got any plans for New Year's Eve other than watching the Packers? Uh, you know, are you going to be staying up till midnight or are you too old for that now? You know, I wish I was too old for that now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, I uh, had I had no plans. I normally don't uh, until yesterday. There's a uh, band that I used to go see when I was in college called uh, Rod Tough Curls in the Bench Press. Some of you fr- that like our Midwest listeners may have actually heard of them. They're very entertaining. <laughs> uh, they're playing at a bar uh, here in Indy. And so I'm going to see them. Uh, and that is that is what I'll be doing. I will definitely be making sure that there is a TV within my line of sight, though, because I'm not I, I'm not missing a game that is basically a loser leaves town match for uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. Like neither team. This doesn't lock up the playoffs for either one of them. But I'm pretty sure if either like whichever one loses their playoff odds go from decent to bad. 
yeah, I think Green Bay's playoff percentage goes down to like 2% if they end up losing this game. So, uh, yeah, well, that should be fun. Uh, is that going to, is that, is that going to make it all the way to midnight for you? Or are you going to be done with the concert before midnight? Do you think? Oh, no, 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 no. The concert is a at mid is a two midnight type of thing. So I will be watching okay. the concert and the game at the same time. It's at a bar. So it's like, it's not, it's not like it's a true concert where there's no TVs. It'll there, there'll be the game will be on somewhere. If I have to pull it up on my phone, then so be it. All right. Well, yeah, Jimmy, uh, or not Jimmy gauge. I know who I'm talking to here. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm 31. I am too old to be staying up till midnight. I got a kid. Um, it'll be watch the game and then, and then go right to bed. So, um, yeah, when you, when you get to, when you get to be that age, just, it's not, it's not the same as it used to be. So, uh, well, Gage, people are not here to listen to us talk about our New Year's Eve plans. They're here to listen to us talk about the Packers. So, uh, real quickly, just um, let's jump into this game. I mean, we've talked about the importance already that, you know, Green Bay, they essentially, they need to win their last two games um, and need to get a little bit of help. But, um, you know, this is, a, you know, a, a lose and go home game, as you stated. So, um, you know, let's just take a look at the injury report. I mean, you know, it seems like it grows every week. It feels like it never shrinks. Um, you know, and it looks like, um, it looks like they're going to get Jaden Reed back this week, which is a good thing. Uh, Wicks, I know was listed as questionable and I know, um, Christian Watson listed as doubtful, which essentially is, um, don't expect to see him playing, but um, I mean, as far as injuries go uh, this week, Gage, I mean, who on that list are you looking at that is probably the most impactful that may or may not play? Uh, among the questionables, I probably have to go with either Dontavian Wicks or Darnell Savage at the end of the day. Uh, I'm not like too terrible. Uh, like I'm not too terrified of this, uh, Vikings running running game. Uh, Alexander Madison's going to play. They have uh, Ty Chandler, so they have some guys there, but neither one of them is like anybody that I'm writing home about. Like, hey, we we really got to shut this guy down. Uh, but though, but Darnell Savage and Dontavian Wicks on each side of the ball. Like Savage, for all of his lumps, he still is a more competent safety than like calling somebody up off the practice squad. I know that there are people that will disagree with that. I think that when Savage is playing fast, aggressive, and downhill, I think that he is a good safety. I just think it's when he starts having to think too much, that's when he kind of gets himself in trouble. And then Wicks just brings a level of energy and attitude that this Packers wide receiver core doesn't have all the time. I think that it, I think they do occasionally have it. Like Watson doesn't necessarily bring that, but Jaden Reed, I think brings that fire here. Uh, Malik Heath brings it as well. Uh, Bo Melton as well, but Dontavian Wicks just brings a different level of energy to the offense, like to the offense and to the wide receiver room specifically. So I think that on each side of the ball, missing those two guys, those are probably the two big ones where I'm like, man, I wish we were going to have those guys out here this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Wicks has just been that guy this year that, you know, obviously, you know, we expected to see quite a bit from Dobbs and Watson. Obviously, Watson hasn't been able to stay healthy all year. But, you know, when healthy, those guys have been, you know, proving to be pretty good. Um, and then, you know, you expected, you know, 
I well, you know, you expected more than maybe most with with Jaden Reed just being a second round pick, and he has really lived up to that hype. He doesn't have an injury designation for the game, so he should be good to go. But you know, Dontavian Wicks is really that guy that you know. I mean, I'll admit, I don't know. Maybe there were a lot of people that are smarter than me just looking at it. But coming into the season, like, I didn't think Dontavian Wicks would be this big of a of a factor for this for this Packers offense. You know, figured he might be sprinkled in here and there, and you know, he might you know make a play every so often. But you know, to think that we have three wide receivers on the injury report, and now, granted, we left Christian Watson out of the conversation because he's dealing with that hamstring injury. He's still listed as doubtful. Um, but to think that you know, Dontavian Wicks is you know somebody that we're talking about with three other wide with two other wide receivers on the injury report as you know the guy that you know we're you know most disappointed that he may not play uh really it's just quite a bit about him so um you know uh he definitely brings a lot to the table just looking at this injury list here too um I don't think it's any surprise gauge that Devondre Campbell list is doubtful he will probably not play um at this point, I wouldn't be overly surprised if he does not play again this season after, uh, you know, given that he's dealing with the neck injury and given his comments from a couple of weeks ago, um, I would not be surprised if he doesn't play again. Uh, Luke Musgrave, he uh, was a limited participant all week in practice, still coming back from that lacerated kidney. Um, he's listed as doubtful, though. I wouldn't expect to see him either. Um and then Emmanuel Wilson, he was a full participant all week with that shoulder injury, but he is also listed as doubtful. Again, I would be surprised to see him out there. Um, let's flip over real quick, Gage, to the Vikings side of the football. Um, they actually have uh, quite a few players listed as out. Uh, Theo Jackson, defensive back, he's not playing with a toe injury. Byron Murphy, he is out with a knee injury. Um Jacqueline Roy, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I don't know. I'm not a Vikings fan, so I don't know their names. Uh, he has got an ankle injury keeping him out. Um, and then the other one that I know a lot of people are, at least Packer fans, should be keeping an eye on, uh, Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver. Uh, he was a limited participant most week, uh, most of the week this week in practice. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He is questionable. Uh, if he can't go, TJ Hawkinson is already on uh, the IR for the season. If he, if uh, Addison can't go, it is pretty much Justin Jefferson on that side of the ball. So, I mean, you know, everybody's dealing with injuries this type uh, time of year gauge, but I mean, you know, if it, it, I feel it's a little sad that I like, even if it is, even if it is just Justin Jefferson, I don't feel overly great about this Packers defense covering him. You know, I have made multiple jokes this week on Twitter about uh, Joe Barry and his ability to call a good defense. And I don't care what the Barry defenders say. Uh, I've seen, I saw someone, I don't know who it was, saying that Barry put them in positions to make plays several times this year and just guys just didn't make plays. I'm like, no. Like he put guys in positions to make plays occasionally, but more often than not, the defense was not in position to make plays. Was the defense in position to make plays on the gotta-have-it game-winning drive against the Giants when all you got to do is not let them get into field goal range and you win the game that you have no business winning, by the way? 
you have zero business winning that game. It took Saquon Barkley tripping and fumbling on his uh, by himself for you to even have a chance. And then you go play 15 yards of off coverage against a team that had, if I remember correctly, multiple timeouts and had a lot of time to get into field goal range. It's not like they needed a touchdown. They needed a field goal. And you're playing prevent defense? Why? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand. So I uh, – I, I don't have conf- you're not you're not uh, you're not operating in bad faith like saying that the you don't have faith in Joe Barry none of us do and for good reason he's given over the last th- what is this the third season of Joe Barry now or only the second I can't remember uh, this this is season three correct season three so third season of Joe Barry he's given us over three years plenty of reason to be like I don't have confidence in your ability to do your job so even if it is just Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne and then Jaron Hall throwing to them, I don't have confidence in him stopping them. He made Tommy DeVito have his best game of his career, and no one will ever think about Tommy DeVito again other than his nonsensical Italian gesture. And then the day after that, like so reportedly firing his agent and then saying, oh, I want to downplay all this Italian stuff. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. This is the only thing that makes you relevant, and you know it. So, no, I don't have faith in uh, Joe Barry. I was at the Packer-Bucks uh, game a couple weeks ago, and I watched the entire game. Chris Godwin lined up across the Devondre Campbell, and then there was never a change the entire game. And then the report comes out after the game that uh, there was communication issues. What's the communication issue there, Joe? Maybe uh, don't cover the team's second-best wide receiver with a linebacker. Just a, just a thought. Just a thought. It's a good thought. Um, well, let's jump in real quick to uh, what we're keeping an eye on with this game. Let's start with the Packers' offense here. Um, you know, this will be Jordan Love's first start in Minneapolis. Uh, not my favorite place in the world to play. Um but uh, when when we're watching this game, especially this Packers offense uh, on Sunday, Gage, um, what are you going to be keeping an eye on for this for this Packers offense? Uh, for the Packers offense, I'm going to keep an eye on their ability to run the ball, but more specific, but mainly just their ability to keep the pass rush at bay. the 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 Vikings blitz at an incredible rate. They send the they send exotic blitzes. They like I saw a stat that they lead the league in uh cover like coverages with eight men of coverage and they also lead the league in blitzing like of like eight plus guys it's it's but nuts how they do like they blitz more than anybody else but they also drop eight more than anybody else it's normally teams don't do that you either do a lot of dropping coverage or you do a lot of blitzing it's rare for a team to do both so uh i think that their ability to keep jordan love clean will go a long way in this game especially if wicks isn't able to play I think that the Green Bay offense can move the ball on this Vikings defense, but you got to keep Jordan Love clean in order to do that, or you at least got to give him time to get the ball out. Uh, part of that may be that LaFleur has to draw up less downfield concepts and needs to have more quick uh, slant route beater type stuff, like get Jaden Reed on a quick slant, uh, get Tucker Craft matched up on a smaller guy. There's, there's advantages in this offense. Take advantage of those things. Keep Love upright and give him places to go with the ball when that when the house is coming at it. 
When you have a 365-day-a-year podcast, you need to have the energy and the health to be able to provide that content every single day of the year. When I'm not feeling the best, whether that be due to illness, gut health, or low energy, it's hard to focus and it's hard to be efficient with my work. Everything is just slower and everything becomes such a grind. That's why I started drinking AG1 daily. When I started drinking AG1, I could legitimately feel a difference in my energy and I noticed I was becoming sick far less often. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. I recommend AG1 to all my family and friends because AG1 has a team of doctors and scientists and because it is formulated based on the latest science while maintaining their high quality standards. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This year, our family had a few different ways that we did gifts for the holidays. We did some traditional presents, we donated to a variety of charities, and we planned a fun trip for the entire family. Of course, I may have snuck a gift for myself in there during the process as well, but whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you still get to define how you give to yourself. A great way to do that is by giving yourself the gift of therapy. Therapy is powerful. It works and strives to make us the best versions of ourselves and work out the kinks of the everyday daily grind that can continue to beat us down. And during the holiday season, it's really easy to become unaligned with all the regular daily stress, plus the rigors and anxiety that come with the holiday season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. My favorite part about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online, which makes things so incredibly convenient, and that it's flexible and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet, do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm, I'm going, uh, you know, a little bit different here. You know, you had mentioned the run game. I'm fully leaning on the run game this week. Just, you know, 
you have Aaron Jones fully healthy. He he ran for 100 yards for the first time this year, last week against Carolina. Now, granted, against Carolina's defense, you know how much is that actually saying? But did you um, see AJ the other stat that was fun about that? That was the first guy to go over 100 rushing or receiving yards all year for Green Bay. Well, they're the getting it done in a lot come, of different ways. The only <laughs> other one that had come close was uh, Christian Watson had that one game where I think it was against. I think it was against the uh, the Raiders where he had like a like a seventy yard reception or something. That is the only other time this year. Yeah, he finished with ninety four yards. Oh, that was against Detroit. Oh, and then he had ninety one against Vegas. So, but nobody had gone over a hundred yards of rushing or receiving yards until Aaron Jones hit a hundred rushing last week. That's impressive, and I don't know if it's impressive or sad or both, but um, uh, you know. It, you're coming down the stretch here in the season. If you want to be a playoff team, you know, I know the old cliches, you got to run the ball, but it's true. And, you know, Aaron Jones is healthy. Let him, you know, shoulder the load for the offense this week. Doesn't mean that um, Jordan Love isn't going to have to make plays in the passing game. He most certainly will. Uh, But, you know, the formula that they used last week against the Panthers of, you know, running the ball and setting up play action. We know how good Jordan love is off of play action um, against this Vikings defense, which can be, you know, so hard to, you know, pin down as you pointed as, as whether or not they're dropping eight or they're blitzing, um, you know, running the ball and running it effectively is going to make that a little bit easier for this, um, for this Packers offense. So I really am just feed Aaron Jones, the ball, Good things happen when Aaron Jones touches the ball a lot. And let's see if Green Bay's coaching staff can figure that out this week. Um, so real quickly, Gage, let's move over to the side of the ball that everybody loves talking about. Uh, this Packers defense. I know we've talked about it a little bit already, but um, I mean, when you look at this Packers defense against this Vikings offense, like what is the key to success? What are you keeping an eye on? And I mean, I guess take your pick, throw, throw, blindfold yourself and throw a dart at the wall. And it's probably correct. Oh, well, okay. The thing is the obvious answer is the answer that everyone's going to say. And yet I already know that it's going to be the exact thing that beats us. Make Jaron Hall beat you. Make him beat you. Don't make his life easy. Make him struggle. There's, the guy is a, let's see, what was it? Set fifth round pick. He's thrown, he's got 101 yards in his career. He's uh, played in two games. In fact, one game he was against Green Bay, funny enough. But just don't, just don't let a guy just sit back and beat you because that's what you've done. That's what you've done time after time. That's what you did against Baker. That's what you did against Tommy DeVito. And then Tommy DeVito, you allowed him to run and escape when he had, he had more rushing yards in that game than he has had all season. And it and it's it's one thing if it's like oh he did it on a couple big scrambles or like one or two times all game, but no, he did it several times in that game. You like outside of Justin Jefferson, like you have you have some dogs in this secondary. They're the corners for Green Bay, despite losing Jair and trading away Russell Douglas, you have guys that can go out and cover. May, like let them be aggressive and play aggressive because that's how we've seen it. Carrington Valentine. He will go and chirp at everybody. 
literally, and I love it. I am all for it because refs aren't throwing off the gun throw a flag if you're chirping because the wide receiver is probably chirping right back at you. So I'm all about it. Let like force Jaron Hall to beat you, sell out to stop the run, and then go and let your corners just be physical and be aggressive because that's what they do. That's what they do best. Carrington Valentine, I I don't have the stat in front of me, but I it's been you put him in man coverage, he is sticky as all get out. There's not a lot of separation there, but then you put him in zone coverage, and he is just. It's not his not his strength, not where he not where he succeeds. Same thing went for Josh Jackson. It went for uh, it went for Eric Stokes. It, it just let guys play man coverage. They're good at it. You you don't have the you're not the you're not Mike McDonald. You're not you're not any of these good defensive coordinators that manages to oh we're going to run zone coverage and we're going to make it work. No, that's not what you're going to do. Go let your guys play man coverage and then win and win with that. Put put a safety over the top of Justin Jefferson all game. And just call it a day. Make Jaron Hall beat you. Don't let him just sit back and have an easy day. Well, unfortunately, we all know that's what's going to probably end up happening. Uh, I, I mean, my thing is, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I think you're going to, my personal opinion on this is you're going to learn a lot about where this team's at. Um, you've been embarrassed now as a defense for three straight weeks. It was bad against the Giants. It got worse against the Bucks. And I mean, I I could argue that last weekend was rock bottom for this defense, um, all things considered. And the last two weeks, I've just been saying, come out pissed off, like be angry that like this is happening to the defense that you play for. And the last two weeks, that hasn't happened. And I would love to see it this weekend. Come out, be angry play well. And like green Bay, like green Bay's defense is in a wonderful position in the sense that against Jaron hall, they don't have to get like multiple interceptions, but the Vikings should be punting early and often Sunday night. Like they they just should be punting a lot. And I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it, it can't, it's, it doesn't seem like it can get any worse. Although I say that and it probably will. Something's got to give. And if this defense gives up 30 points again and a bunch of passing yards, like my only thing that I can assume at that point with this defense is that they quit. And that's a bad spot to be in. If you're green Bay, especially knowing that if you win your last two games, you more than likely make the playoffs. So yeah, I think I'm not, I think that Green Bay, if Green Bay wins out, they're in because Seattle has to win out and the Rams have to win out. But the Rams have to play San Francisco next week, and San Francisco needs to win because Philly, I believe if Philly wins out and San Francisco drops either game, Philly takes the one seed. I I believe you are correct, and that's same for Dallas too. If Dallas wins out and Philly loses a game and San Francisco loses a game, um, I believe I, I could be wrong on that, but I believe that's how that's working. So, yeah. So, I mean, Green Bay is in a spot where you know, because like, uh, San Francisco would hold tiebreaker over Dallas because they have head to head. Well, they have the same thing. It's so Dallas must have one more loss in Philly. Uh, yeah. Right now. So mm-hmm. Philly's 11 and four. Dallas is 10 and five because they just okay. lost last week. Okay. Um, I thought that I thought they had the same record. So, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, 
you've got a great chance though, as this Packers team to make the playoffs. And if you can't get up against a division opponent in Jaron Hall and just play good, like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I, I just don't. So Packers got a lot going for him this weekend. I mean, lots of good things, right? Like literally right now, until we know for sure at game time, like it is just Justin Jefferson. And I say just, just Jefferson, just Justin Jefferson. And I know he's probably at this point, maybe the best receiver in the league. Like I get that. Like he's still going to get his, but like, if you can't, like if you can't prevent him from going off with Jaron Hall as the quarterback, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but um, I'm just how they respond to three consecutive weeks of bad play. Like that's going to tell you all you need to know about where this defense is at. So hopefully it's good, but man, and, and real quick, I, I, I can't remember who pointed this out on Twitter. So I apologize for not like for having TikTok brain and just scrolling and not actually like absorbing anything, but Gage, you and I both don't feel great about this defense this week, correct? Yeah, but my issue is less with the team and more with the or like less with the players and more with just Barry. Barry's given me no reason to have any confidence in the players, and people would be like, "It's like, yeah, my like my issue isn't with the players. I think that like when you say like have some pride in it, I don't think it's the players' fault." I think that the defensive coordinator doesn't put them in positions to succeed. We've seen play people, some of them players, some of them significant others and players, calling out the defensive coordinator for putting players not in positions to succeed. And it just it's it's not fun because we're sitting here and we have like Green Bay's player, like they gotta play, the offense has to play perfect. They have to play basically perfect in order to win a game. They're fourth in passing DVOA by as like, and then they're top ten in offensive DVOA. Their defense can't get a stop over the last uh, over the last like month, like three like several weeks. They're like the fifth worst team by passing DVOA. They can't stop anybody, and I'm just I'm tired of watching it. So that's where my issue comes in. If you told me they were going to come out and play how they're how they can and how they have the talent to do so, I'd be like, yeah, I have confidence in this team, but I don't have confidence that Barry's going to put him in that position. He's going to call off coverage all game, let Justin Jefferson get free releases, and then Justin Jefferson's going to go make a play and turn a five yard gain into a twenty five yard gain because that's what happens every week. <laughs> well, so I mean, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the defense this week, and I'm not saying it's necessarily players' fault. Because I do think it's way more coaching, but the Vikings are one in four in their last five games, and their only win was the three nothing victory over the Raiders. And yet here we sit. There's a lot of Packer fans out there not feeling great about not feeling great about going on the road against a team that is one in four in their last five games. That is um that's quite something. So uh well, Gage, let's wrap things up here real quick. Let's get a prediction and get on out of here. Uh, what do you got for this game tonight? Green Bay wins 20 to 13. 20 to 13. Yep. Okay. Joe, Bar- the defense gets lucky, gets a couple of picks. Joe Barry gets bailed out. Everyone's like, see, the defense is good, but they're not. Jaron Hall is just bad. 
gosh, I so badly want to pick the Packers to win. It's the, I don't it's think a I new can... year, or it's getting ready to be a new year. I want to go into the new year with positive thoughts about the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to go I, in I, but... and think and, and hope that they win. And then when they win, I can drink even more at New Year's. It's going to be great. I know you're going to be asleep, but I'll, I'll be awake. I'll be there, I, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a stick in the mud. I, I'm going to pick the Vikings to win. I can't trust this defense. It, I just, I can't. I think it's going to be a close game. And I think it's going to look very similar to the Giants game. I, I do. I think it's going to look very similar to the Giants game. I think Jaron Hall is going to use his legs and make plays that he probably shouldn't. And I think the Vikings win 23 to 21. I, I don't want to do that, but this defense over the last three weeks has not given me any reason to believe that this week is going to be any different. It's gotten right. progressively worse. All right, listeners, just remember, I was there. I was there with you. We were in the trenches together. Nick left us, but we are here together. <laughs> hey, it's not that I'm rooting for them to lose, but I just – they let Bryce Young go 46 yards in 19 seconds. If there had been an extra they second – They let Bryce Young throw for more yards than he had thrown for all year. I get that. I like just I, said, I I don't have confidence in Joe Barry. I have confidence in the players making a play because Jaron Hall isn't good. That's what it came down to. I just I can't do it. I wish I could, but I can't. So well, on that sour Debbie Downer note from me, uh, we'll wrap this thing up here, Gage. Real quick, if people want to get in touch with you, follow your work. How can they do that? As always, you can follow me on Twitter at G Bridgeford NFL. Uh, working with uh, Rotoballer, doing weekly picks over there, uh, generally doing a Film Friday episode every other week uh, for Denver Stiffs. And then I might have uh, new work coming somewhere else uh, here at the start of the new year. So like I said, links to that will be on Twitter. All right, awesome. And as always, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Uh, Enjoy your New Year's Eve, everybody. Have a great and safe and happy new year. Hopefully it's with the Packers' victory. Thank you for listening, everybody. And as always, go Pack Go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.